Okay, so being that we are a little bit premature in the sugya, I'm not sure about Rabbi Hazenshe or Rabbi Dietzsche, but we are a little bit just started the sugya, so today I'm not going to give a share yet. So I decided to have uh, a conversation with the Olam and try to think together, use these uh, few opportunities that we have to think together. So somebody asked me what I'm going to talk about, and I'll tell you what's on my mind now that I got here to the Shtendel, okay? I want to tell you a Chiddush that I understood from the Chayvah Salavavis, and I think it's a very deep and profound Yisoyed, and I think it's important Yisoyed. The Indian that I'm learning now a little bit with the Olam, Benazdarim, is the Indian of Betochen. We're learning the Sugya Betochen in the Choy Vesalavav Shar Betochen. So, first let me give you a little background before I tell you the Hiddish. The first thing is, most people think that Betochen only begins, the mitzvah of Betochen begins when you run into problems in life. So now, your business fell apart, you're having a difficulty in the house, and the shown bias. You have a child never who's not well. Some situation in life that comes up. So now you have the opportunity to do the mitzvah of betochen to rely on Hashem. It's like a mitzvah that comes up when the circumstance arises, right? But if you're a person who goes through life and pretty much without any aches or pains. Everything's good, the business is running well, the family's doing good. No need for the mitzvah betochen. That's what most people think. But really, that's a very, very, very fundamental mistake. And actually, people who don't have and work on betochen beforehand, when they come into situations where they're difficult, it's absolutely too complicated for them at that point to get betochen. It's too overwhelming to learn the whole sugya, and to implement it, and to live it, too complicated in such a short notice with so much going on in your life. So for sure, that's not going to work anyway. But really, the Chayvah Salabah says the Chidush, and he explains very deeply, Betochen is a certain state of mind, and a certain feeling that you have to have 24-7. It's the way you approach life. Okay? So let me just give you a little bit of understanding in human psychology and the way a human being was created and why we deal with betochen on a, every second of our life, how we have to work, okay? So the first thing is like this. Before you were born, before all of us were born, we were in a different state, state of what we call a uber, b'nei We were all in our mother's stomach in the womb. And over there, life was unbelievable. It was nice and warm and cozy in there. We didn't have to breathe. We didn't have to eat. We didn't have to go to the bathroom. Nothing. You have to do nothing. Everything is handled for you. Even a malach came and taught you Torah. Life was perpetual bliss over there. Okay? Now, all of a sudden, when the birth takes place, the child goes through a tremendous trauma. It's a very scary time for the child. And that's why the Chassid Yaibit says 
that the reason why the baby cries when it comes out, what does it have to cry for? Because right now it's a very scary time for the baby. All of a sudden, there's all kinds of things going on. There's lights, there's noises, there's voices. It's unfamiliar territory. It doesn't have its warm environment. It has to start breathing. It has to, it's a big change going on. And it feels like it's lost. Like, for example, if a person is in the middle of a forest and then his light went out and it's a blackout and it's pitch black and he's lost, he doesn't know where he's going, starts to panic. He's lost. There are Mephoshim that say that the feeling of panic when you're in a situation where you have nothing to hold on to actually is a reminder of that original trauma of birth. Okay? Malcolm the kid is lost now. So what happens? The mother has to take the child and soothe the child and hold the child and talk to the child or whatever it is. And therefore, the child is soimich on the mother. So it has something to stand on. That means it's be'etzem, very insecure, and very lost. But what gives it its security, what makes the child feel secure and safe, is the attachment to the mother. Okay, so that's an external thing. That means internally, you don't have really any firm ground to stand on. So you have to be soimich on an outside factor called the mother. And slowly the child develops a little bit deeper connection with the mother. Like David HaMelech says, his level of betachin was kegmul aleimi. Like the mother feeds the child, the child's very close to the mother. So and then the Chaybis HaLavavis explains that as you get older, you start to realize that your mother is not the kol yachol. You can't get everything from your mother. And even to a certain degree, your mother is depending on your father. So now your father comes into the picture. Start to rely on your father as well. As you get older, you realize that your parents can't deliver everything for you. And you have to start thinking with your own brain too. And you have to start making uh, your own ideas and doing things. But again, it's also a form of dependency. You're depending on your skills. You're depending on your intellect. So you're depending, what's always called Zulasa, which I'm going to explain that. It's a very deep thing, which I'm going to try to explain to you today. Okay? So that's the way the human being is, is dependency. Okay? Now, without dependency, it means if you feel that there's nothing to depend on, when you feel lost for a second, the human being cannot deal with that. Because he has to always soimich on something. He needs firm ground to stand on. In general, the firm ground that you stand on is your parents, because they're reliable, they're there for you. And that's why sometimes people go through a very, very difficult trauma if the people that they were supposed to depend on, were supposed to be reliable, uh, are not there for them when they need them. So that's a big trauma. But we, normal situation, you're depending on your parents, you're depending on your skills, you're depending on yourself. Okay? Good? Now, Betochen says that when you get to a certain age of understanding, of growth, you have to come to a realization that nothing is reliable. Absolutely nothing is reliable. 
Your business is not reliable. Money is not reliable. Your intellect is not reliable. Nobody's reliable. And then you have to be relying solely and completely on Hashem. So let me try to explain that to you in a simple way. Okay? Not like the way people think that Betochen means that I dive into Hashem and I betech on Him that He's going to give me a million dollars. Because if I have a million dollars, I feel secure. So if I rely on Him to give me the million dollars, but I still need the million dollars to feel secure, that's not Betochen. Because you're still relying on the million. Relying on Hashem means I'm relying on Him without the million. I'm relying on Him. Okay? That's a big level. But the point is that a person has to come to rely on Hashem. Not on tangible things that he could see with his senses that to him are perceived as a reliable thing to stand on. Okay? That's Betach. But that's not what the Shmuz is about. I just had to give you a little general background in what Betachin is. Now here, we're going to touch something very deep, which I feel is a Chiddush Godel that emerges from the Chayvah Salavavas. Now, Chayvah Salavavas says, without Bitochen, a person needs constant validation from people. He's very subject to public opinion. He's careful with his image. He has to make sure not to step on anybody's toes because he's worried about how they will react to him. In other words, if you read the Lushen from the Chayvus Alvavus, without Bitochen, you are 100% dependent on other human beings to feel good about yourself, to feel secure, to feel like you have value, to feel like you're accepted, right? You need people. That's what he says. So this is my question. So it sounds like from here, sounds, it's come up with furish in the Chayvah Salavavis, that it's not safe to have bitachon atzmi. You know what bitachon atzmi is? Self-confidence, self-esteem, because it says you can't be confident in yourself. You need to have other people. You have to be good in other people's eyes. So basically he's saying, without bitochen, it's virtually impossible to have bitachon atzmi. Okay? Then I'm thinking about it, and really, you see people in the world, they don't, they don't need anybody to hold them. They hold themselves. They have self-confidence, Right? So then I remember it says in Mesil Sishara, what is Gaiva? Machshiv Atzmoy Ba'atzmoy. You see the Lashem from Mesil Sishara, Amodna Lashem. Mesil Sishara says, about Gaiva means he's Machshiv Atzmo. He's Machshiv himself, Ba'atzmoy, with himself. What does that mean? He's not disagreeing with the reality that people need validation. Just he validates himself. If you validate yourself, that's Gaiva. Again, there's a deep point. The Chayvah Zalvav has told us realities of human beings is they need outside things to stand on. Included in outside things is not only money 
and not only uh, whatever, even validation of feeling that you have worth and accepted, right? Validation, outside validation. So without betochen, you need outside validation. And the Mesil Zesharim is saying the same point. He's just saying that the validation can come from yourself. Just like you depend on your own seichel, right? Depend on your own intellect. It's your own intellect. The Mesil Zesharim says that's not betochen. Because you're being seimich on zulasai. Chavis Alvavis calls that Zulasai. Your Seichel is also called Zulasai. So you telling yourself that you have value is also Zulasai. That means the only way you can be truly independent, and the only way that you can truly have true self-esteem is only with Betachem. That's a Chidush Nifla. That's saying over here, that hit me in the Chavis Alvavis. So now... This is high level stuff we're talking about And we're talking about deep things here We're talking about deep things However We need to also hear about deep things And high level things Because we have to believe in ourselves That we were built with a Tzalem Alekim This is called Vayig Baliboy Bedak Hashem Our belief In our abilities to grow And to become great And to become high is coming from the source that we have a Tzalem Aleikim inside of us, and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu built us for higher purposes and greater levels. And greater levels mean that we could come to a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the point that we are Semich on Him, and we reach the point of independence. Independence from all outside stuff. I'm still a little high. I'm going to get down soon, okay? So just stay calm. Okay? This is a Mishnah, a very important Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Ezeh hu ashir. Who is a guy who's truly, truly happy? Meushar b'chayim. Says, answers the Mishnah, Hasameach b'chalp. Okay? He doesn't need money. He doesn't need anything. Inside himself, wherever he is, with whatever he has, he can be truly happy. See, that's independence. Forget about what Samech Bechelkoi means and how you do it, but the definition of Samech Bechelkoi by definition means you are independent. You don't need external things to make you happy. You don't need a car. You don't need money. You don't need anything. You could even have no friends. If your chalik is that it has no friends, you could be happy. You don't need a wife. You don't need anything. You can be truly happy, independent. It says, Ezu Hacham. Who's a wise person? Lomed Mikol Adam. Lomed Mikol Adam means independence. I don't need to have the best yeshiva. I don't have to have a Rosh Hashiva that's unbelievable. I don't have to have anything. The Chokhmah, the ability to become a Hakam is built within myself that I can be Loimid Adam. I can pick things up from all over the place. The world has Chokhmah all over it. I'm independent person. Got it? Eze Mechubad. Who is a person who has true value? So it says in the Mishnah, you could give kavod to other people. What that means is, 
most people are insecure, so they can't give cover to people because they're very scared to. The only people we could give kavod to, in general, if you think into life, you'll see, you could give kavod to somebody that's like a million miles above you, so no one will be choshed that your value went down. So you can give kavod to Rebchaim Kalievsky, why not? Because he's not a competition to you. So nobody will worry, you won't be worried in your, in your mind that if you give kavod to Rebchaim Kalievsky, he's going to outshine you. He already outshined you. Or you give kavod to a kid who walks in here from the street, and he is like off the derech, and he has issues, so you machabit him, and you give him azach avibis, you don't care, because everybody knows, he's the hazikes, and you're the good guy, and you're being nice. So there's no danger zone. You are not in the danger zone. The danger zone, you can't give kavot to your friends. Because if you give kavot to your friends, that's scary for you, because that people might actually think your friend is better than you. Right? So if you can give kavod to people, that means you are secure. You're very secure. Because otherwise you're not scared. Otherwise you're scared. God is scared to give kavod. So therefore, you're independent. You're independent of public opinion. That means we see from Chazal that a person has to reach independence. That is the ideal life, and that is the life of tremendous happiness and tranquility and minuchasan nefesh is to be independent. From the Chayvus Alabavas, we learned that it's impossible to be independent without betach. So you see, now you have two things. You put them together. The, the 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 level that we have to reach in life is to be independent. That we can have happiness and tranquility, and menucha from within. We don't need anything from the external. And we can't get there without bitachin. Because we are dealing with a basic human need to depend. So how do you become independent if you have to depend? The answer is you could stand on Hashem. If you become stand on Hashem then you could be independent to outside things. Because you depend on Him. Now how do you depend on Hashem? How does that work? So now you have to realize another very basic principle. Again, I'm laying down big principles that is not expected of us today to be on. But we have to understand what the destination of life is and then we have to figure out today how to make first steps. Okay? So the basic thing that it lies upon is what the Chayvus al says that Shavu Bitochen has to come after Shavu Avoida Salakim. Which means you first have to realize that you are Ebed Hashem. Okay? And then you can rely on it. Why is that? So I'll give you a marshal. Okay? A simple marshal. If let's say you have a company and you have people working for your company. The people that work for the company, they need to make a living too. They need panosa. It's a need. Then their panosa is a need. However, it will be impossible for them to focus on their job if they have to worry about the paycheck, right? So they go to work for a healthy company. And the healthy company, the boss of the company, is a to get the money to pay you. 
You don't have to think about that. Because you have to focus on the job. If you're focusing on the job, it's a self-understood relationship between the boss and the worker. The worker has to give himself to the company. He has to worry about doing his job. The boss has to make sure that there's money there to pay him. That's his job, okay? So that's a very watered-down mashal, but the understanding is, if Hashem put you in this world to work for Him, you're an Ebed Hashem. So then the last problem you have is Panosa. That's the last. The last problem you have. Because you're working for Him. So if you're working for Him, He's taking care. You understand? So if you don't realize you're working for Him, then it's hard for you to rely on Him. It's a relationship. He's the boss. You're the Ebed. So you have this relationship. He'll take care of Ebed, right? So that's why you have to realize Avoidus Elakim as a Hagdoma to be taught. Okay? So we learned today a lot of things. We learned today about the Ebed Hashem. We learned today that the only true one to rely on is Hashem. And if you're not going to rely on Hashem, you're going to rely on yourself. If you're going to rely on yourself, you're not going to be a happy person. Because life is going to have too many ups and downs and too many problems. You're going to be dependent on people. You'll never feel like a person. Because you're always uh, stuck to other people. You can't be independent. If you're not independent, you're not happy. Every bachar wants to be independent. He wants to be independent, but he can't be independent. He wants to be independent. He thinks being independent is if his daddy looks like a yeshiva shagai. So now he puts on a cool haircut. And uh, this and that, I'm independent. I do my own thing, right? I do my own thing. He's not independent. He's still dependent on other people to validate him. He doesn't need his father and mother to validate him because he has another kaya hanefesh working inside of himself. That it says, when you get married, right? When you get married, you have to kiss your house. So now. When you're younger already, you start to feel that thing, I gotta get out of this house, and nobody can tell me what to do. So that rebellious piece of yourself starts to grow to prepare you for your next stages in life, to get married. But you still didn't lose this point of dependency. You're still dependent. So you think you're being independent because you're fighting on your parents. But you're not being independent because now you're being soimich on the validation of your friends. So you're still dependent. You went from the frying pan to the fire, you know. Nothing helped. You're still a dependent person. You're not your own person. We want to be our own people. To be our own people, there's only one way. You have to be Hashem. So these are big things, right? They're big things. Not small things. However, our problem is that Hashem doesn't exist in the Chaim Shalam. Nothing. He's not there. He's not existing. So we have a long way to go because he's not existed at all. But going in the road that Hashem is not existent is not a good place to go because you can't depend on your money. You'll see Chavis Alvavis talks about how your money, if you depend on your money, it's going to be uh, not reliable. Anything you depend on ultimately will not be reliable, will not pull through for you. There's only one place. And we don't want to get to places in our lives that have tests. And then we hit these places of tests and we don't know what to do. We're gone. You understand? We need to start to make HaKadosh Baruch Hu 
in the life has to be there. And for this, you need to have work to make Hashem in your life. Everybody could do it a little differently. Everybody could have a different approach to it. But it has to be there. And sometimes it could start with a chitzonius mo'ir panimius. It could start like externally making the fact that Hashem is in your life. Even to come to pray, as much as you don't believe it, and you think you're standing in front of a shtender and you're shuckling to a piece of wood, and you don't believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there standing in front of you, listening to you, even though you think it's pointless, and then you start to make all these theological cheshboinus, you know, Hashem, on the tzad that Hashem is here, and He can hear everything I say, then He can hear me gantskut from the pillow too. Lo hasir, he does not have a missing ear, his hearing is guns good, you know? So if his hearing is guns good, he can hear that from the pillow also. So I can get up in my room, with my pajamas, and my slippers, and I can put on my tefillin quickly, and I talk to the Eibishter, why not? You know, all of a sudden you became a big mimin. Eibishter's mamish everywhere, he's... Why you didn't think like that when you opened your iPhone and you looked at something? Then, then he was panui, you know. Then he was in ganzen Then you became a kofir beikar, you know. But then when it comes to dominating in your bedroom with your pajamas, you say to Ebishter, he's mamish everywhere. Then you say, but where's your yirat No, Hashem loves us. We're his kids. If your son wants to ask you something. You make him get dressed up with a suit and tie to talk to you. Ahavat Hashem, he loves us, you know. All of a sudden you became the biggest maimon in Avas Hashem, the Avas Yisrael. So you just flip-flop whatever you want to do, whatever it takes to get by with whatever you want in life, you know. And then we go like this. And we actually start to believe our shtickle terrors. That's the beauty of the whole thing. The guy walks out of Dan and he's mamish. He gets to Yom Kippur and he doesn't even know what he has to make tshuvah, you know? It's a to figure out what he has to make tshuvah. And that's even on Yom Kippur and that's after he heard shmuz in the whole Ellen or Shoshana. Ulai, he can maybe think of something to do tshuvah. But on a regular day when he says selah lanu, he doesn't know what he's saying selah lanu for. Maybe for the hayalim in Eretz Israel that didn't grow up religious. Hashem, please have mercy on them, you know, the Tinuk Shanishba, and these type of Hashboinis. So we have to start to realize that if we don't make an effort to put the Rabbonish law in the world, in the life, He ain't gonna be there. You understand? So if you say, I am, Hashem is in the Shul, okay? I'm gonna recognize Hashem is in the Shul. That, I'm saying something that's very deep. Even though I'm making it sound simple, it's very deep in the way that human psychology works. If you work into a room, right, and you say, I'm going to tuck my shirt in, and I'm going to close my button, you know, today nobody can close the buttons. You understand? Because we live in this type of matzah that we have to be chilled. And if you make too high, you're not chilled anymore. Okay? The, the shirts have to be out, the tzitzit, all of a sudden everybody came Ashkenaz and yeshivish, and they have these tzitzits till, the, till your toes, you know? Okay, so, right? So now the shirt's out, the, 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 the thing, now I say like this. Since I am coming to the house of Hashem, and the Shekhinah's here, and I'm going to talk to him, it's disrespectful to speak to him like that. So I'm going to tuck myself in, 
I'm going to close my barn and put on a jacket, okay? So all of a sudden, if you do that with the intention, with this intention, little by little you will start to feel the presence of Hashem. Now, there was no chokhmah involved in that. This is a deep thing. Maybe we should sit in the room and meditate for three weeks about the Shekhinah, about Hashros Hashkinah, about Vosas Dosa Beis Medrash, you know, and then I will feel it. No. You can think from here until you're 97 years old, you won't feel nothing. You have to do mycin. Dry mycin. Dry mycin connected to the MS thought will change you. Without mycin, you won't change. It will change you. Even though it's a dry mycin. It's a very deep thing. So if I walk into the Midrash and I said, I am coming to Shul because... I want to talk to Hashem. That's why I'm coming. I'm going to put my shirt in the pants because I want to talk to Hashem. I'm going to stand in front of this shtender because Hashem's there. Even though right now in the beginning I don't feel it. But if I do behaviors, it will start to change the way I think and relate. This is a slow change process. But if you don't start somewhere, you don't get anywhere. This was the difference between the tzaddikim and the philosophers. That's what the Alta says. There was great philosophers like, for example, Aristotle. He was a great philosopher. The Rambam says that his intellect was the highest human IQ possible. That if you go above that, that's already Ruach HaKodesh. So the highest human IQ is this guy. Okay? Him and his Talmudim, big heads, the big heads. Yet, they were caught certain times acting like animals. Okay? So that means that their great intellect and their great understanding didn't change them. They still fell in the worst Averot, Arayot, whatever. But the Hakamim, they were elevated people. So the Alta says a deep thing. And he says, the difference is that the philosophers only worshipped great understanding and great ideas. They didn't believe in small, doing small things. They didn't believe in that. Moshe Rabbeinu, he was a shepherd. Why was he a shepherd? Because he wanted to practice first he wanted to feel for the sheep. They practiced small things. Small actions change people. All the philosophy in the world will not change him. By us, we have to co- connect the intellect to the action, always. Even a small action. So people want to say, Rabbi, I want to change, I want to change, I want to change, I want to change. Maybe if I study the subject, I'll change. You could study the subject, you're not going to change. You have to do things. What are you doing to change? Small things. You have to take a step in the right direction to change. Small things. And maybe to have more chashivas with davening, it doesn't take much more than tucking yourself in, closing your button, and putting on a jacket and sitting in a muck and kavod. Maybe that already will help you get up a shachrit. People are trying to figure out, how do I get up a shachrit? I'm not machshuk the davening. How do I get up a shachrit? Simple. By mincha and tuck yourself in, close your button, put on a jacket, sit in a muck and kavod, and say, I am talking to Hashem. And then, maybe with time, in the morning, you'll also want to talk to Hashem. You have to understand, the approach of change could come from a totally different angle. It doesn't have to only come from that spot. Because if you go into where the spot that you're struggling in, 
you have to know where's the source of that spot. And then you can make changes elsewhere. But the problem, the main problem of all of our problems is that the Rabbeinu Shalom does not exist in our life. It's not there. So if he's not there, we just go with our instincts, we go with our nature, we let life just go by. Then we start to drool and dream about money and this and that, all kinds of things. We're looking, for, searching for all kinds of things that will not give you happiness. But this is a deep thing because even after you come to clarity that money will not give you happiness. Nothing will give you happiness. Only depending on Hashem to give you happiness and you can be happy no matter what. Still your type says, even though I could be happy without money and I will be happy without it and if I'm depending on Hashem, I'll be happy. But you know what? I still want money even though I'm, I'm going to be happy the other way. You understand? I don't care. Like a day as Bayrou Machavit Libre boy. We're dealing with that. You have to understand we're dealing with that. If you go to a guy and say, listen, I can teach you. You can be a simple guy, no money, and I will teach you how to be one billion percent happy. No money. Billion percent happy. The guy will say, Afalpi can't give me money. I don't want to be happy. I want money. You understand? Now you start to realize how cuckoo you are. We are crazy. The guy will sacrifice happiness, give me flus. Okay, you have to realize where we're at. This is avoidable. If we don't realize that we have work to make in life, we're not going to go nowhere. We have to make work. Slow work. Step-by-step work. But that's what you're in yeshiva for. The other day somebody said, how do I make the best use of my yeshiva? Well, let me tell you something. Soon you're going to go out of yeshiva, or you're going to get to higher uh, age. You're going to get married. You have to raise children. You need to have a panasa. You have a big life ahead of you. If you do not work on yourself now, don't think that your problems, whatever problems they are, even spiritual problems, do not think they go away with marriage. They just get more complicated with marriage. They get more complicated with Chinuch So your job is now, when you have the space and the freedom to work on yourself, now is the time to work on yourself. You have to work on yourself. If you can't keep to a responsibility, right? You signed up. You decided to go to Yeshiva, but you signed up. Yeshiva means getting up for Shachrit, first Seder, second Seder, ninth Seder, Zmincha, Mayr. Okay, that's what you signed up for. You signed up to that, and you can't keep your commitment. Then you are a Hazik case. You can't keep commitments. So then all the commitments in your life you're not going to keep. Because you can't keep commitments. So then you have to ask yourself, what's your problem? Why can't you keep commitments? What's your issue? Why can't you accept responsibility? Why can't you do things when it's not comfortable? Why can't you do things when you're not in the mood? What are you going to do when your wife asks you to go shopping and you're not in the mood? What are you going to do when your wife asks you to take the garbage and you're not in the mood? What's, what are you going to do? Huh? So you don't know how to do that. Everything I made perfect for myself. I have my phone, so therefore I have no uncomfortabilities whenever I need my, I have my phone. I have my car, so I'm not stuck anywhere. I come and go as it's good. I worked it all out. I can roll in X amount of time late into the Seder. I can roll out X amount of time early. I spend X amount of time in my room. I have my phone. I have my car. My life is great. 
perfect. It's working nicely for now. But then you're going to come to a situation in your life and then you're going to get smacked in your head and you're not going to know what hit you. You understand? Go try work for somebody like that and see what, what happens. You'll be fired before you started. You understand? You'll be fired by the time the day's over. So you have to prepare for life. This is important. And you can't move in life if you don't have God in your life. You don't have Rabboni Shalom in your life. You can't move. You can't work on your medias. You can't have your Shemayim. You can't have Betochen. You can't have Tefillah. You got nothing. So we have to start to make the work. That's the idea that I wanted to put on the table today. Okay? I hope that was interesting for you.